The following content will not argue with you about where about where we're eating tonight. Start the show. Look, man. Must be nice. At, look after look after about forty five seconds, I'm gonna start making decisions for myself, for better or worse. If only it were that easy. Yeah, let the let the chips fall where they may. God damn it. Because it might be chips for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Five shots couldn't stop me. I took it and smiled. Hey. That's what I feel like today. (laughs) Although although I was not shot. And D. Randall is recovering. Recovering from that, uh, you know, rotator cuff surgery. How you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. I'm I'm very fortunate. I haven't had any pain, knock on wood. There you go. Uh, It was a success. Are you currently medicated? No. Okay. No. I, um. Fun fact, I haven't had to take any uh, medication since since the surgery. No shit. Like I, said, I didn't I'm, I didn't have any nausea. Um Hey. Yeah. Outside of some stiffness, no no real no no pain. And you know. So anything that I say today is purely my fault. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Oh it, man. It was weird. The the the, the one thing you know, going into the into the surgery, you know, everybody was like, "So you nervous? Are you scared? How do you feel?" All the way up until you know, like even the doctor and the nurses and everybody up, you know, in, in the room were like, "So you nervous? You scared? How do you feel?" Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm not really, I'm not nervous about the surgery. I've just never been under anesthesia before, so I don't know what it's like to like right. not be able to wake up when you want to, right? And it's wild because, you know, and I, I could tell that the, the anesthesiologist was kind of smooth. He was kind of smooth because, you know, they, they had the IV in my hand already. He was like, <clears throat> he's like, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a couple things just to uh, just to make the anesthesia, you know, smoother, you know, so it's not so rough for you. So, you know, here's some fentanyl. I was like, wait, 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 wait fent- fentanyl what? The fuck? No, and then low doses fentanyl is you know when you don't use it for recreational purposes. It's, you sure, know, sure. And you know some other stuff that was supposed to help with the nausea, and some other stuff that was supposed to start the sedation. He's like, yeah, you know. And then you know we'll we'll hook you up, we'll hook you up to the anesthesia in just a moment. And as my eyes started to get droopy, I was like, oh, he already hit me with it. The last thing I remember was. All right, Mr. Randall, we're going to sit you up a little bit and prepare you for the anesthesia. And the next thing I remember was me opening my eyes four hours later. Shit. And apparently at some point, um, because my recovery was like two hours, I had a good nap. Man, let me tell you something. This is why I'm afraid of any kind of like, like surgery or any kind of operation because Man, they'd have to they'd have to load me the fuck 
up with a nice little cocktail. Because, fam, I get up in the middle of the night like 20 times just to take a piss. Look, I'm telling you, as a fellow big Negro who also is a light sleeper, that shit had me out. And I, I just thought about, like, wow. Because I drink so much fucking water, I, I, yeah. I get up in the middle of the night like five, like five, ten times a night. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, man, so really, like, if someone really wanted to catch you slipping and they just wanted to inject you, like, you would really be out. You'd be the fuck out of there. And apparently, and, and apparently I had a whole conversation with the nurse that I don't recall. Oh, she shit. tried to wake me up about an hour into it. And, and apparently I gave her a look and she was just like, I am so sorry. I'm going to leave you alone. I talk in my sleep, too. So that's the man. So there is a piece of my life. That I have no recollection. That you are completely unaccounted for. With no hangover. Shit. So yeah, shout out to modern medicine for All right. scaring the shit out of me now. Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, um, having a whole piece of your life unaccounted for, there's a like you don't realize how much alcohol I put into <laughs> to recreating that effect. So by the way, this week. I'm not drinking. What? I am not drinking this this week. I'm not uh, at least not this episode. <laughs> okay. I definitely because I definitely got drunk Friday night. Okay. Um, Friday night was actually a good time. Uh, oh, before I go on any further, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Mm. Uh, shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the day ones. Shout out to the last days. Shout out to the last day niggas. <laughs> like maybe you're sick of this shit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> shit. Um, let's see. Shout out to oh, shout out to Chef. Shout out to Saul Fallon. He put me on to some real shit that uh, we're gonna talk about a little later. All right. Um. Uh, he's put me on to this before, but I'll I'll leave that for then. Um, my weekend so far was pretty cool. Like so, Saturday was mostly chill. Saturday was chill. I got a little. I got a little writing done. I'm trying to balance this whole rest versus work thing as much as you can on the weekends. Get as much rest as you can. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm trying to get into a habit of you know all the all the young millennials and the Gen Zs, basically all the hippies are trying are really on this thing of don't feel bad about taking your rest, don't feel bad about don't feel bad about needing rest and. and they're kind of right. No, they're they're actually hundred percent right. You don't rest is not a luxury; it's a necessity. This I, is true, and this is coming from someone who's learned that the hard way. Right. I have rested this week, and I feel much different than I felt in many many years. Right. Despite only having one usable arm right now. That's what I keep telling people. That's gonna happen when I quit this job. I'm I'm taking a break, like a break break from everything. Like when I I'm so looking forward to when I quit this job. Oh, I should I should mention I I haven't gotten back to him yet. But shout out to uh, shout out to X. Um, you know there are some people people will hear about your shit. And he some a couple of people really hit me up. It was like man. Bro, send me your resume and I'll keep an ear out for you. <laughs> like, just the, they just hear about the most miserable shit. To which, on the bright side of this job, 
I got to go work at the downtown branch. Fam, the downtown branch is exactly the bullshit, like, mind the store, just kind of sit at the desk and relax job that they told me the Beltway job was. And I was like, how did I, how the fuck did I not get over here? This is where it's at. This is amazing. They only handle like four accounts. Yeah. Um, you are only probably going to be handling half of that. And it's a breeze. It's a fucking breeze. I, I had zero problems. I had zero problems. I had zero batshit crazy customers. The only problems I had were just not knowing the lay of the land of the store. Yeah. Also, the people in the back um, do not speak English. So that was a small challenge, but everybody else there spoke Spanish. They, so they, they spoke were, enough was, to get the job. They spoke enough to get the job. It's all good. Um, and I like they have air conditioning. the The area is beautiful. There's places you can walk to get something to eat, and you don't have to DoorDash everything. This place was Shangri motherfucking La. Shangri La. And the second, and that was Thursday, and then Friday, my boss was like, "You had a good, heard you had a good day over there. They liked you over there." I was like, "Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I had a good time." Well, that brings me on to my next question: Would you like to do another shift over there? Because they have literally nobody now. Yes, yes. He was like, "Good, get in the car. I'll take you right now." Um, to which he, I loved it. He just he he didn't have to. Cause I would have Ubered over there. He just wanted to, so he could put the, so he could put his gas mileage <laughs> on the company dollar. Yeah, hey, uh, and that's from fucking Stafford to uh, pretty much the Heights almost. Uh, so you know he put that. It took a weird long way to yeah. through Memorial. So it was like, uh, so he yeah. de- he put all that gas mileage on the uh, company account. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a good time there. Then I had to go get my hair twisted, which going from Stafford to Mo City is one thing, but going from downtown to Mo City is an adventure. In 30 minutes, my Ooh. Uber driver grew wings. Ooh. <laughs> my, I, hope, I, was, I hope they got tipped well because I know they, they did. drive. They did. He drove his ass off. There's, I was like, you there's better, no fast way to get there. Nope. Not at 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> Got my hair twisted, had to go straight from that change, had a date. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all give it up. Uh, we went to go see a burlesque show. Interesting. We went to, it was called, I'm going to go ahead and promote it. I'm going to go ahead and promote it because they deserved it because they, they did a really good show. It's called Gatsby, a burlesque experience. Um, We had a phenomenal time. It was at this little... This little venue in Stafford, um, a black-owned venue in Stafford, no less. Oh, and basically it was a burlesque. It was a series of burlesque uh, dance numbers um, themed around like the speakeasy times of the Great Gatsby. Um, they did young. They they did young people music and old people music. They did everything in between. Um, the height of the show for me. You have to do the you know you got to do the obligatory 
bring somebody on stage and lap and give them a lap dance experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the one of the I think one of the most impressive dancers um, did uh, did a dance number, a lap dance tease number to sit on it from Jasmine and Ari. Uh, you got to do that, and they killed that. I like that it was a burlesque show, but it wasn't just all pussycat dolls thing. The guys gave it up too. The guys were dancing their asses off too. Um, they were selling it, man. The choreographer, director was cool. I believe he's originally based out of Atlanta, and they were working on this for a while. And you know, of course, them like everything else got shut down because of COVID. I'm just happy the arts are arting again. It's about that time. I it's mean. time, man. Like I'm really happy, especially the black arts are arting again. It's got me anything. I love I, anything good that I see now. I just absorb it, and it just. I have a book called "Steal Like an Artist," and I see what they mean now about just absorbing good ideas. Um, and it's got me inspired for what's next for me. And I tell you, when I turn forty, I'm showing my whole natural black ass. I'm just, t- I'm just tell y'all that. Um, I remember forty so fondly. <laughs> yes. The good um, old days. Yeah. So we had a good time there. Um, uh, I guess we can go ahead and give flowers. Flowers go to. I'm gonna. I have to look this up actually. Uh, while I'm talking, um, an essayist, a thinker. Um, shout out to Chef for actually putting me on to him Named Kiese Lehman Who wrote Heavy mm. A book that I've seen and never read That I've seen a million times um, uh, Basically he was getting some bars off about I'm going to say the Some people would say the rise and fall I'm just going to say the fall Of fucking Um uh, the, the the mighty the the mighty forehead. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> the head detective, the head detective, uh, head of class. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, and he had some bars. I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but it deserves to be played. So I'm just gonna go ahead and let's see. I'm going to unmute that, and I'm gonna play this. See if it'll play. Yeah, I don't usually do this, but um. I want to talk about Stephen A. Smith and uh, Labor for a second. I've been watching First Take Like Y'all for a long time. Last few weeks, Stephen A. Smith has gone hard body. Um, He literally eulogized LeBron. He said Kevin Durant um, should leave the Nets. Um, He actually said LeBron should retire. And he said everything you can imagine about Kyrie Irving. I respect the people Stephen A. brings on that show to talk to him, particularly the athletes. But it would be nice for Stephen A. to sit across with somebody who kind of wields these words in a different way. I want to be very short, and I want to say, like, watching Stephen A. Smith, you see someone who is obsessed with work, right? We see him at night after we've seen him three and four hours in the morning. And then we see him at night, he looks like he's been working all day as well. 
the brother's tired. But labor, you know, he comes from people, as you can tell, who believe work, 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 work is all about labor. But fam, this is what I want to holler at you about. Your job, my nigga, is to look at the work, the labor, the immaculate labor of brothers, athletes in shorts. And your job is to put on a suit and critique them. But you are Stephen A. Smith not because your critiques have much acuity. Like Skip Bayless, you are Stephen A. Smith because you are a stone cold fool. And we love reality TV, my nigga. We love foolish ass shit. But I would just ask you to consider what actually you putting into your labor. Part of what your job is is to be a good teammate. You are a terrible teammate. You were a good teammate to Skip Bayless because you played the role of being a man next to the man. And Skip Bayless dug your ass up out of the ground and gave you a shot. You were a terrible fucking teammate to Max Kellerman. You are a horrendous teammate to Molly. Karen Rose. Commenting, it seems, only on her ability to dress and how she looks. That is your teammate, nigga. She hooks you up. She sets you up. She makes you look better, nigga. I'm saying this not out of love, but out of a deep care for what you do for the community. Wait, uh, and, stop. And no, stop. Stop. <laughs> Hold on. Bring it back. Bring it back. Wow. He hit it with the heart. Commenting, it seems only on her ability to dress and how she looks. That is your teammate, nigga. She hooks you up. She sets you up. She makes you look better, nigga. <laughs> saying this. Not out of love, but out of a deep care. <gasps> wow. You know... <laughs> essayist. Thinker, Thinker. Columnist, columnist, podcaster, essayist, nigga. <laughs> I have never heard... I have never heard anyone use the word nigga... With the force and verve, possibly that I have in the past, but certainly not in a in a venue of real thought and just re- that was like capital N. <laughs> wow! All that was left was him for to hit him with the hard er. No, that, the capital N seems like it hits a little bit harder right now. Fail, like. First of all, everything he said was gospel. I was really, I was yeah. really in for the teammate part. Yeah, he is a horrible teammate, and I feel, and I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, a lot of you are going to be very upset with me by this statement. There are good players, and there are bad teammates that are also great, sometimes legendary players. Kobe Bryant is one of these people. Was one of these people. Mm-hmm. Some of you are going to tear my ass a new one about this. Kobe Bryant was a phenomenal basketball player. Otherworldly. 
he was an awful teammate. He was an awful teammate. But Stephen A. Smith isn't even really a great I will say, he ain't Kobe. <laughs> he ain't Kobe in the paint. He might be Dwight Howard, you know? Yeah. You know, Maybe on, a, on his best day, he is Russell. Yeah. He misses 100. Well, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few shots. Um, he just doesn't have the upside of, of, a, of a Russell Westbrook. I, I, I mean, honestly, I've never been impressed by Stephen A. Smith. By Stephen A. Smith for the exact reasons that this guy mentioned. Like, he, his job is to offer critique of people. Right. But there's nothing constructive that he actually contributes to any conversation. Because he's never worn shorts. Right. And, well, and, and not just that. Like, his job doesn't require him to present anything of value. It's just reaction and, and coonery and being loud. Correct. And having a reduced hairline presence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wish that he could have gone on his hairline, but I understand why he didn't. And honestly, and, and it's it really is... Reflective ESPN is so unique to me Not unique per se Because I can make one other comparison But in the way that It really is Reflective Of the culture It's supposed to be Watching, curating, and commentating on Mm -hmm. Much in the way That Fox News is or was for a long time, I'm going to say that the party has grown beyond them, indicative of the party that they follow. Yeah. I can say that maybe not. I don't know if that's, I don't watch Fox News, so I don't know if that's the case now, but I feel like the party has gotten too crazy even for them. Um, But it's very unique and a lot, and you. I have to believe that a lot of that culture bleeds into the culture at that network. Because you have plenty of washed up players that migrate in, much in the way that washed up politicians migrate their way into Fox News. Well, much like Fox News, ESPN is an entertainment network first. It's not really an informative news entity. That's a side note. Yeah. For them to be informative is a side note. Correct. You're right. Um. So I just so it, the decline or the rise and fall and rise again because he will rise again, unlike his hairline <laughs> of Stephen A. Smith is very fascinating to me because yes, first and foremost he is the worst teammate the he is the highest paid terrible teammate the network will ever see yeah um so shout out to KSA Layman. He had a great. He did a. He did a. Um, a guest spot on Michael Denzel Smith's podcast, and they talked about Rocky Three, which is one of his favorite movies because of Clubber Lang. Yeah, and I didn't realize. I wish I could talk to my dad about this because he was because he he was a a big Rocky fan as well, and he loved Clubber Lang as a grown man. Clubber Lang hits different. And for all the reasons they put in this episode, Clubber Lang, like, was supposed to be a really legendary foil for Rocky. Mm-hmm. And if any other good writer had, had their way, or if that were happening now, there would be a Clubber Lang 
rivalry that turned into like three movies. If That's Ro- a three movie deal. Yeah, if, and if Rocky three came out today, Rocky would have been the antagonist. Clubber Lang would have Clubber Lang would have been the one everyone rooted for if it came out today. Well, right. Rocky would have eventually like he would that would have been the the rise and fall of Rocky. Yeah. Because Clubber Lang literally was where Rocky started mm-hmm. in the from the bricks from the ground up. And he lost his edge and he got he didn't even realize he was the villain because Mickey was like setting him up to fight bums to keep his title. Cause he knew he was. Cause he knew Rocky was out of here. Oh, he was Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I see. So he was setting him up with Jake Pauls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and I I just thought that that his commentary on that was very interesting because he did because Kiese said something that stuck with me where those white writers couldn't have possibly known what they were saying. When they wrote these things for Mr. T, but at one point he says they don't want me to be champ. It's politics. They don't want a nigga like me to be champ, mm. and they couldn't have possibly know what they were saying when they said that. But it was gospel. Mr. T knew what he was saying. Mr. T knew what he was saying. Sylvester Stallone and his brother were writing this shit by this time. I doubt, highly <laughs> doubt, they knew what they were saying. At what, 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 what would you say? Well, no, and, 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 and to be fair, Stallone wrote Rocky one and two. Yeah, and those are when you look back at those are genuinely good movies. Those are genuinely good movies, and classics that have nothing to do with that. Will that if you take all the boxing out of it are very poignant, very good character studies, very good, and it's hard to take him seriously in that regard. Now, with all that we've seen, like I've watched Demolition Man, fam. I can't take him seriously in the same way that I take the Coen Brothers seriously. <laughs> I mean, you know, Demolition Man was hard though. Well, it was eighties hard, <laughs> <laughs> mid nineties, mid nineties product placement hard because they had a Taco Bell deal. It came out in the mid nineties. Yes, it did. Nineteen ninety six. Oh damn! I thought it. Eighties, wow. Okay, nineteen ninety six. They had a Taco Bell deal, fam. Yeah, a few years ago. Um, actually, yeah. Fi- uh, in, in, I think it, it might have been in twenty sixteen. They actually had a Taco Bell activation at uh, Comic Con where they took Hard Rock Cafe, Cafe and they turned it into the Taco Bell of Demolition Man. Like they had like table side order service. Um, Jessica got to go. I missed it. Did Dan Cortez play the piano? Hmm. Good question. He should have. I don't would, know. Dan Cortez should have played the piano. But yeah, I, I think that was a dope idea for. Uh, I'd have lost my shit. Yeah, Demolition I, Man is one of my favorite movies. I would have lost my shit if I would have been able to go. It's oh. Okay. Um. <gasps> enough Stallone movies. Song of the week. Uh, song of the week. Uh, it's a. I'm just. The weather's right there in the middle. Yeah, you know, some days some days it'll reach that hard eighty, and some some days you get a nice breezy fifty three fifty three. Um, so I, you know, why not just have something you can ride in the car to with your windows down? Mm. 
we are going to play Body and Soul by Emotional Oranges featuring Big Pig. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good show. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Body and Soul by Emotional Oranges featuring Big Pig. That was pretty hard. I, you know, I'm I, I'm not big on, like you know I know I'm hard, I'm getting used to the the era of the like two to three minute song. I'm cool with that, but that was good. That's a nice. That's a vibe. It's a nice, just a little get in, get out. That's exactly. what it is. Exactly. I like that. Everything, and you know, to be fair. Summer's that latest summer album was a lot of two and three minute joints, but as a cohesive project, it made a lot of sense. And it, you know, it, it, that's a that's a nice way to occupy an hour or so. Yeah, um, emotional orange is pretty good. That's that's kind of their whole that's their vibe. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to go and check some, check out some more of them. All their all their shit is kind of that vibe. Um, very very. In the algorithms of like Majid Jordan, Kate Um Kate Trinata dropped an EP. 
Yeah, he was here like a week ago. Yeah. Sorry I missed that. Yeah. Danny always gets good good shit. Um shout out to shout out to Danny for not inviting nobody to catch Renata. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um uh let's see what else. What's going on in the rundown? Um we got away with it for a while. We had the RIP section, man. Mm. Always a downer. Rest in peace to Young Dolph. Um, again, one of these artists that I knew of, I always knew of, but was never um familiar with their music. Same. Probably never. I probably to this day never heard a Young Dolph song. But I knew of him, and I knew he was very respected, and I knew he was uh. I knew enough about him to know that this was, he was shot and killed um, this past week. And I know enough about him to know that he wasn't living the kind of life that would uh, precipitate him losing his life in such a stupid and ridiculous way. And I can't believe, like the rat, like it really is. Somebody, somebody kind of started the little movement on Twitter saying, you know, uh, black men deserve to grow old. And this kid, it doesn't make any fucking sense. This kid was just one, from what I can tell, one a very a very good hearted nigga. I read a story where he gave where he gave one of his fans a Lamborghini, and not long after that, she sold it for like for like up for like marked for like marked up prices. He didn't give a fuck. He said, "Get that money." she probably would not have been able to afford the upkeep and the insurance on it, so why not? 100% true. I can tell you, however, there would have been a week of stunting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you now, there would have been a week of hard stunting. Pulling the unpullable. Like, (laughs) who the fuck is Oz Longworth and what the fuck is Ari Lennox doing in his car? <laughs> How did he even show up? He he literally only has a cool car. <laughs> he literally only has a cool car. And how did a nigga with a 30-minute lunch come up like this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, look, serious business. Imagine pulling up to work. <laughs> Just leaving the Lamborghini door open. Because you got to eat that motherfucker because 30 minute lunch ain't that long. <laughs> you literally only had time to pick this shit up and eat at the stoplight. And you got to put the you got to put the door up at the stoplight to eat. <laughs> Nicest car to ever hold up traffic on Beltway 8. Get the fuck out of here. Got sonic crumbs and shit. <laughs> How you clawing somebody's Lamborghini and you got to put all that shit and you got to move all that shit, put right. it in the back seat? Is there a back seat in the Lamborghini? I don't know. I'm too poor to know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so from what I understand, Young Dolph was a good dude. And one of the things I wanted to comment on, 
I saw a lot of people commenting on the fact that um, he was in his old hood. That he was in his hood when he got shot. Much like Nipsey. And the one thing I want us to do as a community when we talk about these rappers, I want us to stop implying that rappers can't go home. Rappers should be able to go home. And the reason I want us to stop this shit, oh, what was he doing back in his hood? He shouldn't have been there. You know, because you got niggas like 50 who ain't never going home. Mm. You know, I, he told a couple of people, I, I won't be in my hood. Here's my thing. One, I always encourage people to maintain a good name so that you can go home. Two, I want people to stop this shit about getting out of the hood. On its ear, there's nothing wrong with getting out of the hood. I'm not saying that. You, everyone has the right in America to change the quality of their life for them and their family. Everybody has that right. The reason I am pushing back against the idea of getting out of the ghetto or getting out of the hood is because it creates this stigma. It creates this stigma where we have the idea that the hood, something that a lot of us are born out of, something that we maintain, live in, and cultivate, is something that is not is only to be left, is only to get out of, and not something meant to meant for us to improve the quality of mm-hmm. for generations after us. Right. And, and I, I agree with you, that just on a slight tangent. Um, if, 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 you, if you live in a place that you identify does not serve you and you, you know, one of your goals is to get out of that situation, um, that's one thing. The, the one thing that goes unheralded is that there are people in every hood, everywhere, um, who are looking to improve the current conditions there. And there's not enough noise being made about it while they are still there. So I, I agree with you. You know, it, yeah, it's one thing to be like, yeah, they escaped this this thing that 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 was oppressive to them in their formative years. But you're right. What are they doing? What are they doing to improve it? And and what are people who are currently there now doing to improve their current conditions there? All I'm saying. Is when Batman got out of the pit and Dark Knight Rises and everybody cheered for him because he made it out of the pit and made the climb or whatever. We never saw them motherfuckers again. <laughs> that nigga didn't come back that nigga didn't come back with a rescue helicopter for the motherfuckers or nothing. They were just all in an outdated prison that now nobody is running. He didn't shoot them no food down there. He didn't DoorDash them shit. He's and they all cheered. He's also a rich white man. He is also an, a rich white man. So. <laughs> <laughs> that has probably maintained his rich whiteness by dubious standards. Um, now, Bane, on the other hand. <laughs> Bane, was, Bane might have been trying to help the motherfuckers. We don't know. 
He was born in the darkness. <laughs> also affluent and white, though. You're correct. Also affluent and white. Mm. Also fucking an affluent white bitch. <laughs> Who also left him to die. <laughs> what a tangled web these motherfuckers weave. How fucked up are these people? Watch out, Rich Paul. <laughs> Is Rich Paul living the black man's dream right now? <laughs> Rich Paul's the one fucking Adele, right? Well, yes, that's one thing that he's doing. He, he's also a very successful sports agent and, and friend of LeBron. Yeah, 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 he's fucking Adele. Yes. <laughs> he's fucking Adele. Post-divorce, post, post divorce, you know, in shape. Fam, fuck that. I'd have fucked Dick Adele. Fuck that. I'd have fucked Big Adele. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yes, yes. Stop fucking the white women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you Would you listen to her album if she played it for you, though? I, like, I would like to play my new album for so you. So, I have not listened to it, but I've heard, I have heard nothing but good things so far. I've meant to listen to it. It's, it's, it's not for me. Okay. I can appreciate the fact that she can sing. Yeah. It's not for me. Fair enough. That's fair. However. See, you're because you're happily married. If, if I'm Rich Paul, though. Oh, no. That's awkward. I would I would be the biggest fan of that album. <laughs> that's got to be awkward, though. Is it? I mean, is it scathing? Is it a scathing album? Probably. Okay. Fair but, enough. But Adele, Adele seems like the type that. The first album was scathing. Yeah. Really? The second album? Well, no, it was a little, it was a little lovey-dovey, the second album. First album was scathing. Adele probably uses the N-word casually. You think so? Probably. Maybe so. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, Have you heard the Silk Sonic album? Yeah, I peeped it. Uh, How do we feel? I liked it. it it's It's exactly what I thought it would be. It's. I mean, Correct. it's 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 consistent. It's it has that. It has a good sound. Um, I can't say that it's necessarily a standout album to me. But if you know if 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 the weather's nice, I'll open the windows and clean the house to it, and not Likewise. and not skip anything. Likewise, and it's a perfect album to get people prepped for the inevitable Anderson Pac Bruno Mars tour. Correct. I wanted them to drop this. I the, my biggest complaint. Is I want them to drop this album after Leave the Door Open. Like, Skate and the other song, um, This Bitch or whatever. Uh, it, it, you know everybody's calling it This Bitch. Um, also, those are not singles. Two five foot three niggas having the audacity to be like, This Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing she was standing right there, she would slap a tornado out of you. I mean, isn't that basically the Terrence Howard story, though? Mm. Uh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, nobody, nobody. Terrence height. Terrence Howard's height is taking shit off of him. Terrence Howard short. I mean, relatively so. Okay. That's 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 my understanding. But he's not Anderson Pac. No, he's not. Short. You know, he's not. He's not tiny. They're like comically short. Yeah, they're they're tiny. They're like Ray J's tiny. They're like Ray J tiny. <laughs> I keep telling everybody the first time I saw the first time I ever saw Ray J 
I didn't know what to expect. And he was he was he was shopping that album that One Wish was on. And he came to TSU and I thought I was gonna try to like bump like like lightly bump past his security or something. So I thought I was I was eye to so I thought I'd be eye to eye with him just to get a look at him. Because I'm always curious about how tall celebrities are. Man, this nigga next to his this nigga literally Ray J goes up to like the bottom of my teddy. <laughs> so that one wish should have been like for an extra foot of height. An extra foot. And all these tall, all these tall fine bitches. He man. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I enjoyed this album. I wanted, like I said, any longer, and I wouldn't have enjoyed the album as much as I wanted to because yeah. he'd have dropped everything as a single. Yeah, because they'd have dropped everything as a single, and like skate and this bitch or whatever are not conventional singles. Right. And clearly the studio was just leaning on them to drop this to stay in the algorithms. That ideally should have been dropped after uh, leave the door open. Don't no mystery, no foreplay. Run that one song into the ground, drop the album and get out and then announce the tour. Yeah. That was probably the only song done at the time though. I imagine so. Yeah. I imagine so. Um, that was them and the studio getting ahead of themselves. So fair enough. Um, not spending a lot of time on this, just acknowledging that we are aware that Kanye and Drake have squashed whatever beef they were pretending to have. Um, and by squashed it, I mean, Jay Prince told them to man the fuck up and take this picture. Jay Prince was like, I need to do a concert for this dude that I know. And that was it. So y'all hug each other, and and you know how, you, how your parents used to do with you and your siblings when y'all used to fight. Yep. Now y'all hug each other. Y'all better hug each other right now. And both of y'all sitting there going, look, look them in the eye. <laughs> sorry for what? I'm sorry for good. See, see, you ain't, ain't nothing wrong with you. Not one damn tear. Face full of tears. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Um, that was the stupidest beef in human history. Um, it was funny. Drake had probably had to be reminded that he was in a beef with Kanye. <laughs> oh, I did say I showed him the shop. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? Um, I, yeah, don't care. Um, shout out to Pete Davidson. Yeah. So fam. No, we talking about it. Pete. Da- Look, we had this talk about celebrity familiars. About how these bitches just getting is just getting random, random white dudes to feed off of them, and they just walk around and look drained all the time. <laughs> and these women are vampires, and they have now they are now just parading their familiars around, so everybody knows that they're a fucking vampire. I'm sure Pete's Pete Dav- drained. Pete Davidson is looking is looking. Peaked. He's looking. He's he's looking mighty white all the time. <laughs> he slouches more. He's looking weak. And Kim Kardashian is looking post divorce. Would you trade with him though? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Not Kim. 
I, I, I'm more of a, well, I always want to say I'm probably more of a Courtney dude. I'm more of an OJ's daughter dude. Uh, I'm but like old school OJ's daughter. I like Courtney. I do like Courtney. Courtney seems okay. Uh, she seems the most well adjusted. I'll put it that way. Um, not happy about this news. Zach Stacy, the football player, mm-hmm. got arrested for beating up his girlfriend, assaulting his girlfriend. That's there an is, understatement. There is camera footage of this man. Lifting her up and throwing her into a television. He had a tables, ladders, and chairs match with her. Sure did. <laughs> sure goddamn <laughs> did. Very one-sided. If he could have used the rock bottom, he would have. I, I shit you not. Jokes aside, this was egregious. And the reason it makes me mad is not even because of the act itself. Because I know a lot of you niggas are going to excuse this and call it CTE. I don't even think that's the case. Cause why is it when CTE happens, it always it, it's always it, it women are always the ones who have to pay for that shit, right? Has anybody else noticed that anytime they dismiss something as a CTE related event, same CT, it's always a man jumping on a woman. Everybody ain't got CTE. That's just how. That's just who he is, right? Because there are plenty of people who have CTE that haven't beat a woman in their life, right? And chances are. This has happened before. It just happened to be the first time it was caught on tape. Correct. Correct. Um, I'm mad about this because I haven't. I already know one because it, it hasn't gotten a lot of traction in the news. But once it does, I already see where the I already see where the capers and the sympathizers gonna go. I already see it. I know it. They're, they're gonna go well. Shouldn't be with that white woman. Was that a white woman? It doesn't matter. It was black and white, so I can't tell. I mean, it doesn't matter. They go. They go. They're going to talk about her race. They're going to say, "Oh well, if she's a if it's a black woman, they're going to go. Oh, black women be talking too much shit, and they need to know how to. They need to know how to how to take it down a notch. If it's a white woman, they're going to go. Well, that's white people's problem. Except the part where it's a nigga that did it, and that nigga is going to be how they look at us." So already don't want to hear that. Already don't want to hear the part about well, y'all was talking about don't hit women, don't hit anybody. Sure, motherfucker, don't hit anybody. But today that man went upside that woman's head, and we have to talk about that man and what that man did to that woman. I mean, but we also got to be real for for people who are like, don't anybody hit anybody. There, there are clear. Advantages and disadvantages in some cases, like child abuse, for example, for an adult to 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 abuse a child, there is a distinct disadvantage that the child has in that situation uh, in terms of the ability to defend themselves. In this case, regardless of who hits whomst in this case, you're talking about a professional football player whose job is to deal and and. (laughs) Take punishment at a moment's notice. Right. If if this man decided, if this current football player decided that he wanted to fuck me up, and I probably outweigh him, it could very likely happen. It, it, it definitely would happen. I'd be flying headfirst into that TV, realistically speaking. So, y'all shut the fuck up about this. You know, nobody should hit anybody thing. It's it's 
you know, he, there are differences. There are there are clear and set differences. Take your shit out on the field. If you mad at her, go go to one of them linemen that you fuck with. I was say and throw them into a TV. Win a fucking game. How about that? Get your money's worth. And and here's my other thing is that if sure don't hit anybody. Sure, women shouldn't hit or abuse men either. However. There's a there is a difference in somebody who can inflict punishment and inflict damage to another human being on a regular and a regular basis and Solange throwing a few punches, some of which did not connect. We know Jay Z is not in lasting medical agony. That woman was yeah. unconscious. Ray Rice's Ray Rice's girlfriend or wife was unconscious. And got dragged out of the frame. And, and, and it, so I wanted, and sure, don't hit anybody. And sure, it should go the other way around. But I want, just once, I want to hear the fuck niggas get as loud and strong about the woman getting getting fucked up as they are when it's a woman doing the hitting. Just once, I want y'all to look at that. I, I want to hear one of you fuck niggas look at this one and look at this man and go, "He's a fucking monster." Look at this one video. Just look at this video. Don't think about what could or should happen or the, like. Look at this one video and tell me what you think is happening and if you think that's appropriate. You see this woman lifted off her feet and thrown across the room, and like in you front said, of her child, the TV happened to be there. Yeah, in front of her child. And 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 made a beeline to turn right around and go. Daddy loves you. Got to go. Are we not? It, 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 even if we wanted to talk about CTE, somebody can somebody can suffer from lasting mental damage, and show all the symptoms, and still be an asshole. Everybody ain't got CTE. Everybody don't. Some of y'all are just terrible. He's just an asshole. I'm yes. That's true. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, some of y'all are just assholes, and y'all ain't trying to admit it. Um, what else we got? Oh, Marvel. So far, it looks like Marvel's probably not recasting T'Challa. I'm good with that. In Black Panther, I'm good with it. So I was not good with it at first because people had convinced me that. T'Challa as the Black Panther has a lot more story to tell that there's a that, that that there's a legacy that can be created there. But legacies change and and what comes of that because people die changes all the time. Doctor Who, I'm pretty sure the first doctor like died like of natural causes and they got a new nigga. And then they said, well, this is cool. Let's just let this be. We'll call it evolution or. But of course, the difference with Doctor Who is that there are many doctors throughout the history of. That's Doctor true. Who. That's true. No. Um, but I, I mean, like that. And supposedly, depending on who you believe, that's how the first doctor got started. Because he, he was very old and he died. Yeah. Um. But here's my thing about not recasting T'Challa. I want to spend too much time on this. Supposedly, one of the one of the people in the Black Panther think tank revealed on another podcast that 
uh, the likelihood, according to the people who make those decisions, the likelihood of seeing uh, a new person as T'Challa in the MCU is very likely slim to none. Um, and that when Ryan Coogler was in the room, that decision did not take hours. It took seconds. Which I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, honestly, it's the right decision. Every time you see the cast, they look like they were very personally impacted by Chadwick Boseman's presence. Yeah. Um, they looked like they were very um, inspired. I was inspired just looking at him and looking at how and looking at the responses and the, the way he reacted to his fans. Um, it is not it is not coming as a surprise to me that he would have a whole cast of people feel the same way about him. Um, we always say this thing of, oh, if you die tomorrow, there'd just be another person to take your place. That's the way it is for us working class people. How about it doesn't need to be that way for who was looking to be a premier actor of our time? You know... Another reason why I know it can it can work. Look at the treatment of Falcon and Winter Soldier, with with Steve Rogers being out the picture now. Right, and they're they're able to start constructing a legacy, albeit around Anthony Mackie. They're able to start <laughs> <laughs> building a legacy around the idea of Captain America versus Steve Rogers holding the shield. And, you know, I won't, I won't go into the whole comic book aspect of it. Sure. When, when Bucky picked up the shield for whatever time he did and people were concerned at the time, like, Oh, you can't really kill Captain America. And it turned out to be okay. It it worked out in this instance, you know, in, in reverence and respect to Chadwick Boseman from a human perspective, I agree. You don't recast that role. Look at it as an opportunity to build a, a larger legacy um, on the backs of the people who make up the community of Wakanda. 100%. And, and contribute to the persona of Black Panther. And hopefully Letitia Wright can get her shit together. I'm, we keep hoping. I mean, um, Winston Duke. Winston Duke can put on the suit. I'm just saying. A big burly Black Panther. And here's my, and here's my thing. Going back to what you said, Wakanda is not just one man. Correct. And we've seen that recently in the Tanaisi Coates run that Wakanda is has not ever just been one man. Wakanda is a community. Mm-hmm. And I think it I think Coates proved more than any other writer that came before him that Wakanda is a community of people um putting their uh, putting their best minds, their best hands, uh their best fighting skills, all of that shit to one purpose. To making a community, a black Camelot for people who all see it one way. Yeah. I just, I and and that doesn't stop with the absence of one person. Right. And I, so I feel no remorse. Um, I, I miss you, Chadwick. I saw your grave the other day. Mm-hmm. On TV, and I I miss you. I do. I miss you. I saw your grave on TV the other day, and I saw Twenty One Bridges. Yeah, I miss you, bro. I do, genuinely. There, you could just tell when somebody was on the verge of getting everything they ever they ever dreamed of. Yeah, Chadwick was right on that line. 
Chadwick was going to have a private plane by by 2024. And just to see that go away is rough. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I as for right now, I think Wakanda being ref, being shown as a community that can come together outside of the traditional superhero leadership or whatever you want to call it, I think that can make for interesting content. Truly, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. Um, we're kind of burning through this stuff. Uh, Jojo. Um, those of you who know Jojo has left kind of an interesting tweet. Singer Jojo? The singer. Jojo kind of fine. Fam, I didn't Jojo's like in her, in her early 30s. Okay. Jojo looking kind of good. She looked real good, actually. Um, oh, this isn't her. Jojo left a tweet that I cannot find at the moment. Um, about uh, marketing in uh, the the music industry, about in the American music industry. Here it is. JoJo says on Twitter, do you think find a way to make your music go viral on TikTok is a fair, creative, effective, efficient marketing strategy proposal from a record label asking for a friend? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, not, not Lil Nas X. I can't remember the cowboy Wale. guy. What? Were you about to say Wale? No. Wale, oh, Wale did jump in. Oh. I wasn't, but Wale did jump in. Oh. We don't have to care about that. Good. Tanache jumped in and was like, any proposed strategy that relies on you making anything go viral is literally lazy. And she is on point. Absolutely. But some of the internet clowned her for it. They clowned both of them for it. It was like, oh, they just mad because they don't have a they don't have TikTok songs. Um, here's my thing. We have to stop dismissing people like that. In this case, we have to stop dismissing people like that. The reason being, TikTok is not a thing. TikTok is a thing where you can do okay. But one, not everybody going to blow up. Not everybody going to blow up. And not only that, everybody's not going to blow up based off of... Um, an app that already discriminates against black voices and does everything it can to keep black voices from being heard and black people from being seen. And we have to stop leaning on these apps that don't want to give us any equity in what they do. It's, it's 100%. It's 100% laziness. Um, you know, for decades, music labels, part of music labels, budgets went towards marketing and, and making the artist more popular, more marketable, more famous, or whatever you want to call it. And around the, uh, the, the turn of the century, when um, physical sales all but died out and labels realized that that shit didn't, it didn't fly anymore, um, they were basically saved, the, the music industry was basically saved by ringtones. And they, you know, shout out to Soldier Boy, Boy, of all people. Um, they found out, they, they learned that artists, themse- artists themselves could create a pathway to their own popularity 
And now the labels no longer have to foot the bill for it. But they will damn sure take a share of the credit for getting your music in front of, well, at that time they were still putting them in stores. Now everything is digital. Now anyone with a username and a password can upload music to Spotify. Chance the Rapper been trying to tell y'all. So what is the point of a label nowadays? And, and labels, they're just there for a cosign. They're just there for validation. And they won't even touch you if you have not already done all the legwork for them. And then what's the point? What's the point of me cutting you in for, for a price when all you're really offering is your name? And I'm my I'm you should not be writing those huge checks and I'm still my own street team. And not even that. Like nobody even gives a shit what label anything is released on nowadays. Right. Nobody knows. Nobody looks at it. You're literally just getting a free check. Like who's buying who's buying the physical copy to actually look at all the liner notes? And just collectors. And the other well, and 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 for me, my thing is anytime a label makes me do makes me do a thing when I know that you're serving other people. Cause I guarantee you they're not saying that shit to Ed Sheeran. Go out, make your own money. They're not saying that. No, they're not saying that to Ed Sheeran. I won't even say they're saying, they're probably not even saying it to Doja Cat. No. I know who they're saying it to. Now, Jojo is in an odd position because yeah she's a white woman but in so many circles she's not exactly treated like a white woman very odd i know niggas don't treat her like a white woman i I certainly don't i don't i'm just being honest with you um and blaming tanache because she they i bet you wish you had a tiktok no i don't i don't i don't even like I don't even like TikTok off of the purple bubbles. TikTok is TikTok isn't even a sustainable platform for that. The, I mean, people are so short, short. Uh, they have such short memories. They forget that it started with ringtones and it correct went to Twitter and then it went to Snapchat. Remember, you had to be popular on Snapchat and now it's TikTok. Next year, it'll probably probably be Metaverse or, or something it will like definitely that. be Metaverse. You know, it, it's people are just chasing whatever's relevant at the time and not focused on the on the quality of the content. And that's the thing. I don't. And a lot of people making these comments about, "Oh, you wish you had a, you wish you had a TikTok. You better go get a TikTok." Either don't work in music or are not savvy consumers. Correct. Um, and we have to be mindful of that too. Who's holding the microphone in these arguments? Um, there's not a whole. I, and there's not a whole lot I have to say there. Just that I'm tired of people always suggesting. Well, the circus in town, everybody should join. Everybody is not a TikTok artist. Right. I would not expect to see JoJo on TikTok. There are certain artists I would not expect to see John Legend on TikTok. You know, I would not, and, and as I'm hanging pictures up again, there's just certain people that I would just never, I would never ask and never want to see them on a TikTok. I don't want to see you know anybody trying to hawk their material. I don't want to see Pete Davidson on TikTok. Even Drake doing the Tusi slide. You just don't want you don't fuck with TikTok. I, I I think TikTok's okay. I like TikTok okay. I just I don't think it's for everybody. I don't yeah, think it's one hundred percent. 
I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think every artist should be trying to run and make things for TikTok. Right. You should be making it for your audience. You should be engaging your audience. They should happen across something you did that found its way to TikTok. Because the metrics also show that people are finding this shit organically. I'm anyway. Anyway. I guess we gotta talk about Danny Lay and the baby. Mm. I, I guess. I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Where is B Simone? I don't even care about either one of them. And I was like, I I told y'all that's a man's child. The baby tried to kick Danny Lay out of her house and said that we you were always a side bitch. Um, you weren't ever whatever. What just the usual I've had it and I might as well just troll my way out of this relationship shit. Because you know damn well you're in a relationship. When they start naming the times in public, when they start publicly naming the times that you fucked, you've been stuck there and you don't mm-hmm. know it. They're documenting you, fam. He, She looked at him, fam, and was like, you ate my ass last night. What are you saying? Not only that, we have to remember how, how stuck on stupid she was about this nigga when she wrote a song called Light Skin. Or yellow bone, some shit. Sadly, she was always a side chick. But this was news to her until he turned on the camera that day and said it out loud. I felt like there was something else I missed that I wanted. No, I guess that's the rundown. That's a good place to take a break. Uh, We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversations with the Lee Sober Team in podcasting. Let's go. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. Yep. And we are sober. I have no choice. We are both 100% sober. I have no choice for maybe several months. I'm doing it in solidarity. Thank you. Probably not for several months. I was going to say. Not for several months. Same energy. Right. Right. <laughs> Correct. Um, but, yeah, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I've kept my promise. You, you did. Rock out a little, rock out a little, a little dry. Okay. And that's okay. Do it for those who can't. Correct. Um, I, you know, before we went to break, I forgot we did not talk about. We did not talk about married at first sight. We did not talk about insecure. Woo. These are two topics that we missed. That while we were gone, we uh-huh. have to one married at first sight. So married at first sight, Houston is over. Yes. And for those of you that did not keep up or did not care or whatever, none of the couples in the experiment ended up together. <laughs> not a one. Like, there were a couple that said yes to each other on decision day, but then at the reunion, it's like, so where are you guys now? Well, right after the decision day, it all fell apart, and we're not together anymore. Yeah. Uh, most notably, Gil and Mirla. The couple that looked like they were going to make it all the way. Yeah. I had my hard money on them ending up with like a couple's cam. Well, well, it was going to be a boring couple's cam because they ain't having no damn kids. Maryland ain't going for that shit. Nah. Um, as it turned out, um, all the real drama of their marriage took place right after 
they said yes to each other mm-hmm. in that one uh Gil actually makes more money than Mirla. Right. Mirla been talking cash shit about this man being cheap and poor and his living conditions and all this shit. The income disparity. Oh, all that bullshit. Let me tell y'all, I know some people have a different opinion about who the villain this season is. I fucking hate maybe she's not the villain, but I fucking hate Mirla. No, she's I really she's definitely the villain. She's everything I hate. About affluent people, really. She's not affluent. And she's not affluent. I always say, she's like, what? She, doesn't say she's like a life coach. She is a leadership coach. Who the fuck is she leading with that attitude? Hmm. With that negative Nancy ass attitude all the time. What kind of leadership coach is you, bitch? I, anyway. Well, to people who grow up broke, having a middle class job is affluent to them. <sighs> Fucking dummies. Don't, don't even, don't get me started. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Um, And they turned out, Mirla never wanted to be with him. Never. From, she from never the moment really, she saw him. Like, and it was so weird because it always clicked with it. Like, Gil was always very, was always very specific in if it hasn't clicked by a certain time, mm-hmm. I will ask for a divorce. Yeah. And she did what it she did what it took to make it click a little bit. I really think Mirla just wanted to be on TV. One hundred percent. She just wanted to be. She on wanted TV. to be on TV, and she didn't want to end the show looking like the bad guy. She wanted like she wanted to bring attention to her being a leadership coach. Whatever the fuck she's leading is beyond me. Uh, but the definite winner of this entire season is is Gil because now he gets to punch his ticket. Gil showed up at the reunion in this red suit. Boy, I had on red bottoms. With these red bottom shoes, with a full, with a with a full on Matt James depression beard. <laughs> Fam, did you know Matt James was on was on Dancing with the Stars? I I wouldn't care. About I that. would would not care. Okay, um, like with a full on depression beard. Dressed in all slick red, looking like he about to looking like he about to play for Robert Johnson's soul at the crossroads. <laughs> My God, look like he's about to head out to Derek and Fields right after. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that Gil looks like what Kappas imagined themselves to look like. <laughs> masculine, uh, remotely masculine. <laughs> Um, not only and then not only that, if you believe the talk, um, Mirla was never into was Mirla was never into it and was seeing somebody supposedly flirting with Johnny. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were close friends, which is the weird thing. Which is always the weird thing that I always point out as weird about these shows is that. They is that they they do put them together. It doesn't look like it because they don't all live together, but they do end up having a relationship, kind of like the real world people do. Yeah, well, they put them all in that comp. I call it the compound in the in. The, I'm sorry, in the in the apartment complex together. Oh, they are in the same apartment complex for eight weeks. And y'all are really good friends like that after eight weeks. Yeah. So now we know where Johnny was going. Very when, incestuous. We know where Johnny was going when he was leaving the spot. Also, it's become more than clear over the season that Johnny is a hoe. 
Well, that's what it was. It wasn't that he was yeah. going through some emotional turmoil. It was that he was a hoe who's getting cold feet after he got married. Yeah. That's what it was. And that's what was so frustrating to her. And she didn't want to put him out there like that. Even though at the beginning of the show, she did say that in college he had a reputation. Mm-hmm. And I love Don't Give a Fuck, Bow. When Bow's at her funniest, when she don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and... Went through that whole long and went through all that bullshit, uh, just for him, just for Giant to decide the last minute. Maybe we should stay married. I was like, no, no, no. Yep. Take the bandaid off, rip it off. It's fine. Um, supposedly Jose and Rachel, if you believe the rumors, were never even like real participants. They were just extras. I mean, yeah, Jose is. <laughs> <laughs> probably not into her. <laughs> probably I mean. not his. Probably not his type. Probably not his type. Uh, she doesn't have a beard like him. <laughs> God damn. Um. Uh. Most notably, Zach and Michaela. Let me tell you, that is a all of that is a mess. And the only reason we're talking about Zach and Michaela is because they came up in a, in like a few think pieces. Of all people that talking about the myth of the of the good guy black man next to next to of all people Lawrence <laughs> from Insecure fam enough y'all enough we get it y'all hate Lawrence enough Lawrence is just a regular dude the Lord and what <laughs> the people that they call the Lawrence Hive don't care. You, like, they're never this loud. Like, if y'all think Lawrence is bad, y'all got to think that Issa is big trash. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, Because we're going to get to that. I have, I have like, a small handful of points to get through there, and then we're going to go right into white people once okay. we stop. So, Zach and Michaela, one, can't nobody convince me that Michaela is not the villain of this season. Michaela is the villain. Michaela is a pathological liar of the uh, of the highest order. Gotta be. She has to be. Maybe uh, because I, I don't. The, it's the flip. It's the flip. She will Hulk smash, and then put on that battered that that battered victim wig. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if that goes into pathological liar. She she's definitely emotionally manipulative. Manipulative. One hundred percent. She definitely. She's everything that Johnny was accusing Bow of being. Yes. Uh, but but also Zach ain't shit because Zach Zach doesn't have the ability to express himself in any way whatsoever. Here's my thing with I okay to this ahead. day from from a whole season of watching Zach. Stumble and fumble through this weird ass relationship. I still do not know what Zach wants. I know what he wants. I got it. I got it. Okay. Zach tried to explain this a couple of times, and because the show is the show, they tried to make him look like he was crazy. Zach fa- figured out in in retrospect. After doing the show, and this sometimes happens on this kind of reality show, that he wanted to be that he wanted to still be married eventually, but he wanted to do it the organic way, and he figured out that he didn't want to be married at first sight on yeah. television. He and he kept trying to express this that 
Yes, I want I want to dead all this married at first sight shit, mm-hmm. but I want to have a fresh start with you without the cameras. I want to have a fresh start with you without us constantly having to figure out what to say so we don't either A, make ourselves look crazy on camera or make each other look crazy on camera because there's mm-hmm. so much. You can tell that there's so much between them that probably was said off camera or in a text or... True. That didn't come across right, or you could tell that there was so much that they were trying to say. And one of the things that he was trying to say all season is that Michaela is exactly the psychopath he was worried she was. And after the cameras were off, and she went and stayed with him for like seven or eight days, and he realized that yeah, this ain't this ain't the move. This is not the move. And guess what? That happens. And Michaela, I don't know where I don't know where to start with Michaela. Michaela's insane. She's gotta be. I, I I don't see any other option. She, you can't keep Hulk smashing the situation, and then trying to convince us that somehow someone's doing something to you when visibly no one's doing anything to you, and sometimes it's just you by yourself talking. Yeah, I think in calling her insane is probably is probably too dismissive of what a lot of her underlying causes are. Like she she really 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 has things that she needs to deal with personally before she tries any type of relationship with anybody. True, because the one thing that she said triggers her, you know, which is people abandoning her, was literally her first act of Congress. As a married person, it was the first thing right. she did. You moved out twice, and then and then told us how triggered you were by people abandoning you. Yeah. So she has a lot of shit to work on, and and the fact that her blowups they couldn't even be on camera together. Yeah, they couldn't even be on camera together. Well, not in part one. Oh yeah, not in part one. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure part two is going to be straight mess. Oh, you didn't. Oh, okay. What you have to see everything. Oh, you've seen part two? Okay. I've seen... It was a leak. Okay. I saw part of it. It was a leak. We'll talk off camera. It was a leak, but it, yeah. They... they, Fam. Uh, yeah. Zach and Michaela. I don't know how... And, 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 this, and this brought something to light. We talked about this in pre-production. This brought something to light for me that I have suspected... That I had this idea a few weeks ago, and it's only proven me right that this season is when the producers are overtaking the therapists and the experts in terms of decision making for these couples. Same thing Jessica said. Yep. Shout out to Jess, man, because she because yeah. because if that if if great minds think alike, because she's that's spot on because. No licensed expert <laughs> can look at Gil and look at Mirla. Mirla wasn't secretive about her ambition. Right. Gil wasn't secretive about being a fucking working class cheapskate. And for them to come up with that bullshit excuse of, we thought that you guys would basically bleed off on each other. No. 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 Y'all ain't like never believed that shit. Never happened. Hell no. You can't look you can't honestly look at Zach and how he deals with conflict 
and look at Michaela and how she deals with conflict and think that they were going to not clash hmm. completely. That was a decision making on the part of producers. Producers knew that was going to go left. <laughs> producers, therapists can't tell. They can't look at bow. They can't look at the the Asian the the Asian population and the community in Houston and tell me that there was no way in hell that bow and Johnny that their names didn't come up somewhere along the way right. in the millions and millions of questions they ask you throughout this process before they even put you with someone. Well, they alluded to the fact that they knew that they, they knew that the two of them knew each other. They alluded to that fact at some point. Yeah, they knew it. They like, they had to. And, and, and the fact that Johnny was a hoe in college, you can't tell me that the producers didn't, some of these things that some of these things didn't click with producers to go, oh, that's gonna be good. Not oh, they're gonna because because now the expectation. See, I'm different. The expectation of the fandom is a good season when people end up together and it's cute. Kind of like uh, you didn't see Vincent and Brianna. Uh, that's the previous season, right? Yes, this is in the previous season. I've, I've only they have a couple. A couple scam. I've only seen a couple of episodes, but I know. Yeah, yeah. Vincent is the light skinned fellow. With is the, beard. the is the Dominican dude? Oh, he's Dominican. Yeah, oh, same he's thing. like black Dominican. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So yeah, with the beard and yeah. Brianna's dark skinned girl yeah. who is gorgeous. Anyway, um, like you, like you, it it becomes more obvious. Oh, they're gonna be cute. They're going to win, and everybody's going to root for them, and we can get a couple's cam out of them. But more and more, it's looking like the producers, and everybody goes, oh, man, that was a trash season, just off of Chris and uh, um, Paige. Everybody goes, man, who would have put them together? That was a trash season. All the fandom wants people to end up together, like, like Vince and Brianna. I am a real reality show nigga where I want to see the real train wreck. In my mind, people getting married on reality TV are not going to go the distance. That's why I wasn't going to watch this dumb shit in the first place. <laughs> and then y'all got in my head about it. <laughs> and now I'm going backwards and I'm watching the whole Chris and Paige thing. Oh my God. And the first thing I thought was, why did they even put him on this show? <laughs> One of the first things that they said was he just got over an engagement a couple months ago. Sure did. Sure did. And in the coming this season, like I'm like, okay, I already know that he got the girl pregnant. Sure did. So that's going to turn out well. It only gets worse as I, time goes on. Look, I, I already... It only gets worse. I know. I, Chris I, is the worst. I saw the look on his face when she came around the corner. And his look was like, his look was not like, damn. Oh, no, his look his, was, she's not light-skinned. His look was, damn. His look was, damn. She's dark-skinned. Because he's colorist. Because <laughs> he's color-struck like a motherfucker. Um, insecure. Anybody who says that they're an entrepreneur 
ain't shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I'm just gonna if leave you, it there. If you go on Wikipedia, it will it will show you that he is a he is a he was a manager at Subway. He, yeah, he's a, the youngest. He was black a, owner of a Subway that apparently he doesn't own. That he doesn't something. own. Yeah. Um, insecure. Uh, the past two episodes, I got three points I want to hit on insecure. Mm-hmm. One. I have always hated one is a two parter. The first part is I've always hated Condola, so I'm biased. <laughs> Condola is every bougie person that I just went out of my way to stay away from in college. Two, the second part of that, Lawrence is exactly the father that Condola asked for when she came to him with that come as you, come and go as you please. You can be as involved or not involved as you want to shit. That's exactly the father you're asking for. That's the sand, that's the standard you set. And that's the first and last thing that's going to be in his mind every time you look at him with disappointment. Sorry. Lawrence fucked up too. Lawrence fucked up in a lot of ways too. But Condola set the tone for him to half-ass it. Condola set the tone for him to want to want to do this while having a relationship with Issa. Condola set the tone for him to take the job in San Francisco. Even though I'm not, she she was upwardly mobile herself, so she can't be mad at anybody else trying to trying to have upward upward mobility too. She was pretty fucking affluent in the first place and just want to have a baby with baby by herself anyway. Yeah. You know the, but they both didn't know what they were in for because they've never been parents, right? And and we've seen stuff like this play out in real life, and it's and it's tragic because you know the actual the whole prenatal process um, where she's going through the pregnancy. Usually, if the father or father to be is is active during that time, even though that whole process is for the health of the the baby and the health of the baby being delivered. It's usually typically a bonding process for both of them as parents. Right. And so, yeah, he's not going to take her up on the offer to be around then because there's not a bond there that they want to share. Correct. But, yeah, when when the baby is born and he officially attains the title of parent, I've seen it happen quite a bit in real life. He wants to make an effort or a gesture to be involved. And, you know... Like or dislike either one of those characters, I thought that it was a a very abbreviated but but accurate representation of how those relationships tend to tend to happen. Yeah, you know, it's he lives he lives in a in a city that's five hours away by road. So right, if, you know, if he wants to see his son, he's going to see his son on weekends at best, and and every once in a while, he's going to. He's going to have a weekend that he misses. He's going to miss a weekend. And there are chances that because she's with the baby every single day that she's going to have some resentment for the fact that he gets to go to sleep, you know, in a quiet house every night and doesn't have to wake up. Like all these things are very relevant things that happen. If, if you came out of this disliking either one of them more than you did before, then you probably went in with a bias already True. against them. Cause there's, True. There, there is fault on both sides, hundred percent, and there was some effort on both sides, and and correct, you know, Lawrence made efforts to do things. 
Was he perfect? No. Um, but but he he is many things, but he is far from a deadbeat dad. Right. You know, it was unfortunate that while she was up with a crying baby, Lawrence was beating cheeks five hours away. It's unfortunate for her. But that is the reality of life. And uh also other point I wanted to make, this is over the course of three of two episodes. Um Nathan is back in the picture with his mental health issues. And I have to say, for all the women that don't trust Lawrence with Issa, I don't trust Issa with Nathan. I don't. I don't trust Issa and her friends to navigate to properly navigate Lawrence uh, to nav- to properly navigate Nathan's mental health. I root for I root for Nathan because he is a Houston nigga on and off screen. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred Issa to be with a man with a fully connecting beard. He can't help that he's light skinned. But <laughs> but I like Kendrick Sampson. Yeah. My thing is his mental health. He is just now getting to a good place with it, where he can try to make amends with his with his friends and family. I don't trust Issa and the opinions of her friends with his mental health. I don't. I don't think any of their characters understand it enough to 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 favorably deal with it right now. They All don't. they know is that sometimes Nathan just bounces. Right. And that's that's the the one thing that his friends said out loud about him is that yeah, you do be acting funny. That's and for um, that's real. A lot of black people, a lot of their <laughs> their analyses of people with mental with mental issues is they be acting funny sometimes. And it was the first time I had heard him say manic. Yeah. And there was a real conversation about when he was living with what his his cousin? Yeah. With his cousin and and his wife. And even then they didn't know. And he wanted to tell them then. And he just let the moment go by. Because again, if that's a hard conversation to have with black people, yeah, that's a mental health. For all the for all the shit we talk about self care, for all the shit we talk about, um, about growth and about looking out for you first, and all these little buzz, all these little millennial ass buzzwords we use now, we don't practice this much, and we don't practice it in how we treat each other. Because there are so many instances where if we really looked at mental health, we talked to each other differently about uh, about about finances. We talked to each other differently. We talked to each other differently about dating. We would talk differently about everything, really. Even even in the, when we were talking earlier, when we were talking about uh, fucking um, uh men just not having thoughts and emotions and shit. You should have saw the comment section for that fucking video. Hmm. You should have saw that shit. Did I talk about that dehumanization shit? No, I don't I don't think we did. We didn't? Oh well. Whatever. <laughs> I'll get because I'm gonna get to it, even if I do Patreon. I'll yeah. I'll get to it. But my thing is I just, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I don't trust them. And because they're kind of on some bird shit right now. 
Molly's back to fucking. We don't see it as much as we used to over the seasons. But Molly's back to letting that thing make her decisions for her. They only got a handful of episodes left, so she might as well. <laughs> Issa is all over the place, just like just like Nathan said. She doesn't know what she wants, and she doesn't know what she wants from she doesn't know what she wants from herself. So she definitely doesn't know what she wants from other people. Right. Um, Kelly is Kelly. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure out that all of these women. Mostly the women, some a lot of the guys, but not all, are people that I would never hang out with in real life. Ever. Ever. Especially not Tiffany. Ever. Tiffany and Derek, really. Ever. I would never hang I would hang out with Nathan. Nathan his now Nathan his homeboy is cool in the motherfucker. Yeah. Especially my man from the uh Tony Davis or whatever his name is. Is that him from the from the from the videos? The little chubby comedian dude. Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's his name. I, I'm probably switching his name, but they have been putting these. I like how they this season they've been putting these little IG Facebook comedians on. Yeah, I think Country Wayne was low key in an episode. Maybe, Even, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong dude. Ha ha, Davis. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the difference between any of them anymore. Yeah. They're all from LA and they're all correct <laughs> on each other's videos. Yep. Right. And they, yeah. And they're all more famous than B. Simone. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see where insecure is headed from here. Um, I'm interested to see this whole is situation with Kofi come to a head. Yeah. I'm interested to finally, for them to finally realize and reveal that uh, Simone is not Derek's baby. That is not Derek's baby. It's not. I, he looks. Doesn't he look tired every time you see him now? Every time. He looks tired and sick of this shit. But every time you see him. If you live with Amanda Seals, then. <laughs> you would be tired I mean, too. Come on. I don't, I don't want to make light of people being thrown into TVs because that's not right. But the thought would probably cross your mind. Oh, shit. That was wrong. It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. I'm not drinking. (laughs) God damn it. I'm going to be sober for like six months. (laughs) You thought we were bad before. Oh, shit. Oh, man. You're going to be off that shit just in time, probably, for... uh, Episode two hundred, whatever. Yeah, episode two hundred. That's gonna be interesting. Oh boy, it could be very bad. Anyway, white people must be stopped. I obviously we're gonna talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. Not much. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna just make the disclaimer that we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on white people must be stopped this week. Thank you for the sake of my mental health because I'm sober. For the sake of Randall's mental health because he is recovering. And for the sake of y'all's mental health, because it's Sunday night and y'all, and by the time the verdict came down on Friday, y'all probably sick of hearing this shit. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of having an assault rifle and murdering tons of people during a riot. Yeah. Um. We all kind of sort of knew deep down, no matter how definitely knew, no matter how devastated any of us are. Ultimately, I think we all 
knew how this was going to go. Deep down, if we were honest with ourselves. Without a doubt. Um, I couldn't even form content on Friday because I was so disappointed with some of the people on social media with this whole shit about, well, don't blame the system. Blame the prosecutors that were supposed to make a better case than that. No, the system. I want them to just go ahead and say it. The system was designed to do exactly this, regardless of what the prosecution would present. This is exactly how the system is designed to work. If the prosecution's case had been flawless, the goalpost would have still been moved. All right. He, like, literally, one of the charges was a, 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 a minor in possession of a deadly weapon. And Correct. on camera, we saw a minor, a 17-year-old, with a deadly weapon, AR-15, shooting and killing people. Found not guilty. Found not guilty. So it doesn't matter what the prosecution presents. When the system is designed to protect citizens just like this. And the system was designed, it was always, the goalpost was always going to move. Yeah. No matter what any of us had to say about it, they were always going to move the goalpost. They never gave a fuck. And to, just to show you how the system is designed to protect Young white men, Matt Gates, the the congressman, I believe, mm-hmm. the um, yeah, the the sex trafficking congressman, correct, allegedly, has already said that he is more than willing to give Kyle Rittenhouse an internship with him. Not shocking at all. I say go ahead and do it. They Matt Gates gonna sell his little ass all up and down the Beltway. Ah, too bad. Kyle won't be available because he'll be uh, he'll be a poster boy for the 2022 and 2024 elections. We already know this. Correct. Correct. The playbook is set. And I have to say, I have I have dissed Bill Maher for quite some time about his negative uh, about kind of his general uh, doom saying about uh, about uh, the next election season. But now it's a wrap. I. I have to say, I'm not liking where all this is headed. We're Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be at every rally. Enjoy the last three years of American freedom. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse going to be at every get. This is going, man. This is the pro. This is the prologue to some wild shit. This and this is just the prologue. And uh, don't even get me started because yeah. you mixing this with shit that's out of our control, like climate change and all this shit, man. It's the end of the world, fam. All that's left, all that's left, is no. I've been I've been reading too much like V for Vendetta. Look, y'all, you got three years left to shoot your shot. Real shoot it now. Well, not literal shots. Not literal. No, no. no. You got three. You got you got three years to get whatever pussy you've been plotting on. (laughs) You know, you just you know you know that one chick. You just you you just like all of her. You just put the same emoji on all her fucking Insta stories. <laughs> you like all her shits. You know every time. You know every time she didn't change the carpet in a fucking in a fucking room. Go ahead and just just bust, just bust, just. Ju- we fucking a what? All right. 
We fucking on what? Y'all gotta start making moves. This is off topic. Y'all gotta start making. Y'all gotta start making moves because women are getting tricky. This is how women are getting tricky. Now they blaming it on astrology because let me tell you something. There will be women talking a during these little uh, retrogrades. Talking, a, they had them talking a lot of shit. And once that retrograde's over, vanish into the darkness. I'm going to tell you a story off air. Okay. But these women be talking a lot of shit when, it, when that retrograde is on. And when that retrograde is off, they act like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea what the retrograde is still. I still don't know what a fucking retrograde is. All I know is is is, is, is some excuse for people to say it's got them acting crazy mm. and acting out of character. So sure. whatever. Um, send your racist stories. Send your racist uh, comments and uh, send your send your real life racist stories along with your listener letters. Um, comments for myself and D Randall or anybody else you ever hear on this podcast. Uh, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or um, log on to opinionswildblack.com where we have avenues to listen to us, where we have avenues to buy merch, and we have way and we have ways to get in touch with us on social media and ways to donate to us and ways to, I repeat, buy merch. Uh, get your Black Woman is God t-shirts. That's right. Um We'll be back with um, maybe a listener letter and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. Snap your fingers. And we are back. Do you stay? We are black. You can do it all by yourself. We are opinionated, and believe it or not, we're sober. Very. Very much so. Um, don't worry, Randall. I'll, I'll drink enough for the both of us next week. Time for listener letters. We have one listener letter. Okay. Uh, this is from Deep Fried Danny, um, courtesy of Instagram. I am a huge. I am a native Houstonian who's been living in Dallas for six years. I'm finally moving back home in January. So, with that said, my only question is: H time, what it do, baby? Mm. And the answer to that is already, already. Hell yeah! Welcome home. Welcome home. Damn it! Welcome home from the ninth level of hell. By the way, north side or south side? That's a very important question. You can follow up with us later. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know north side or south side. Um, important, very important, but not more important than you coming home already. Welcome home. Anything is better than Dallas. Uh, welcome home. We're we, you know what we I, I'm, we might put together a list of things you need to know if you're returning. Okay, to, if you are returning to Houston in 2020, it will. We might as well say in 2022. <laughs> if you are returning to Houston in 2022, there are some things you should know. And we're going to put together a list, and that'll be on an episode. The list will not include Turkey Leg Hut. Well, the list will include Stay Away from Turkey Leg Hut. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the fucking list is going to do. Um, 
Yeah, there are some things. There are probably some things we should make you aware of since you've been away. And you've been away for six years. Mm. So it's some shit going on. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, thank you for that, Deep Fried Danny. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. Hopefully, we are a part. Of, we are still a part of your rotation upon your return and unpacking. Um, and you can be at whatever the next event ends up being. Um, y'all know the drill for listener letters, uh, opinions while black at gmail.com or jump in my comments or jump in my inbox or D Randall's more likely mine. Yeah. Yours. Probably mine. Um, questions, concerns, um, things you don't even like that we said. We've heard it all, man. Advice. Ask us for advice. Why would you ask us for advice? At your own risk. Uh, really? Um, so, you but know. But fuck we, it. But fuck it. It's true. He's going to be sober. So one of us will have a sound mind. One. Uh, one's better than nothing. Uh, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the shut fuck the up? Number three. Oh, nope. There's a runner up. Runner-up is Kodak Black. Kodak Black was tweeting last night talking about bring Trump back. Y'all, I don't like him either. I don't like Joe Biden either. He's an idiot. Not even It's not fair to call him an idiot. He's an old man whose brain's disintegrating out through his ears. But nothing he has said... Nothing he is doing or nothing he as a politician has shown that he is capable of doing could make me go, yeah, bring back the good old Trump days. No. This is also the opinion of someone who shamelessly groped their mother in public. <laughs> so y'all take that for whatever you want. He looks like the he looks like the literal interpretation of Steamboat Willie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. This man looks like the 3D version of, of Sambo. Right? <laughs> if Pixar did a Sambo movie, it would star Kodak Black. Sambo X. Mm. Oh, man. That's horrible. Remember we, well, no, that's not horrible. We called Boozy a walking racial slur. So, you know, he kind of is. It's true. It's true. When, when you hear the term porch monkey, you know, don't you think of Boozy? He looks like what an African booty scratcher looked like in my imagination. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, uh, if if somebody was like, all black people are like this, and they pointed at Kodak Black, I'd be like, damn, you got me. You know, <laughs> if you were looking for someone, if you were looking for a stereotype, and you found Kodak Black, yeah. He looks like the worst case scenario of any stereotype. He looks like he put a he looks like a stereotype to put a curse on Steven Seagal and Mark for Death. Wow. Like remember in Predator 2 when all the when all the Jamaicans well all when all the Jamaican gang lords were trying to fight the Predator and mm. shit? They were lighting all them incense and sage and they had them swords for no reason. Doesn't that make you think of Kodak Black? Uh, he looks like a a problematic Hollywood trope. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Somebody Tay Diggs is gonna play when he goes too far. Go. 
Um, well, no, Kodak Black likes black women. Oh, 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 um, well, being his mother. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Tell me that boy is not the product of incest. This man oh. is his own father. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Kodak Black, shut the fuck up. Mine's your stepdaddy. Uh, number three is everyone defending the baby. <laughs> did we talk about the baby and daddy laying the right we, now? We did. We did. We did. We did. Man, look. Ain't no defending that shit. And then people always going, well, um, actually, the baby was just going live so everyone could see how unsafe he was around Danny Lay. We're talking about a real live stone cold killer. Look, man. Are you out of your fucking mind? It, it, no. Y'all defending this dude at, at 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 best. At best he's an absolute fool for busting up in the side chick and 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 and, and watching that baby go to term, you know? Like yeah, you can you can try to downplay and like oh you know you just a side chick the whole time, but sir you freely bust. You freely bust. Most likely busting the last night. As we're ha- as we're recording this podcast, I can guarantee you he is making good use of at least one or two orifices. I'm <clears> just <throat> telling you. I'm just saying. I'm just being honest. And and fam. Just like you can, just like y'all want to make the case. Oh, he was just uh, making sure that he people knew what he had to deal with, and that he was unsafe, and that he was unsafe, and that that woman was abusing him. No, he was trying to trigger her into abusing him on camera. I saw her nursing her baby. That didn't seem that man very threatening at all. That woman didn't even know he was going live. Yeah, on her phone. On her phone, no less. That's what got me. Quit giving these niggas your phone. Because cause I guarantee you, they're not giving you theirs. Mm. That's out. Mm. I'm telling you as somebody who's who will practice it, that's out. They're not giving you their phone. Not never. Not niggas like the baby. Hell no. The baby, I have to say, the baby has effectively surpassed future in fuck nigga them. I mean, he's taking it to another level. I mean, I know Future was looking at it like, damn, I could have gone live on her shit. I was going to say, I should have thought of that shit. But also, outside of Sierra, Future never smashed anyone as known as Danny Lee. Lori yeah. Harvey. Yeah, he smashed Lori Harvey. He did. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah Everybody defending the baby Just stop Just stop You don't need to And it goes back to this whole Oh well women We never talk about women abusing men Because y'all are never as loud about it Oh no, we, When the women are getting abused no, we, we, we got into Britney, Britney Renner's ass Ah uh, uh. They ain't getting the Britney Rare's ass the way they getting into Jada's ass. Oh. See, see what I'm saying? Britney Ritter was a was the talk of like a weekend. 
But she's they also, go and dig up some shit. By the way, but it, Brittany Renner also isn't anybody. Yeah, that's true too. Also, not for nothing. I do want to get this off. Y'all so fucking fake, fam. The same motherfuckers who swear. Oh, why don't Will and Jada just leave us? Oh, they're just oversharing. Well, they leave us out of your personal lives. Y'all ate every all week. Y'all ate every bit of this. The baby Danny lay shit up. You didn't accuse them of oversharing. Cause y'all wanted to see more. Y'all ate every bit of this drama up for jokes. Oh, they they like nigga shit. They don't like things that are like well formulated. Thought out. Oh, things that actual regular human beings go through every day, like Jada and Will, because this is next level bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Even so, everyone that's been defending the baby needs to shut the fuck up. Number two is Chris Pratt. I've never seen someone someone's stock shoot so low so quickly. Like, he is literally the lowest of the Chris's. And I just saw Chris Christie on an episode of Real Time with Bill Maher the other day. I assume that includes Chris Brown as well. Chris Brown. Damn. Chris Christie. Krispy Kreme. Rice Krispies. All of them are above Chris Pratt at this point. All of them. I've never seen somebody that had the... Because when you when you sign up for a Marvel movie, you immediately have the goodwill of the people, mm-hmm. or at the very least, you have the opportunity for redemption amongst the people. Right. Just the fact that Disney has 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 picked you to ascend to Marvel money means that you've been chosen. You see how Robert Downey Jr. played his cards right. Turned everything around, and he is, you know, he's a whole different person than he was. Made the full turn. Yeah. Fam. Made the full turn. It's somebody else I can't think of. People really just come in, and all is forgiven. Chris Pratt has overplayed his hand at every turn. It was enough when we heard you fucked over Anna Ferris. Who stuck with your ass through the fat years? Through the fat years, you think it, you think we didn't forgot about the fat <laughs> years? We have not, sir. Yeah, Moneyball wasn't that long ago. Not Moneyball, Parks and Rec. Park, Parks and Rec. Yeah, it was rough. It was real rough. We thought we couldn't. We wasn't gonna see you outside of shit. Yeah, he, he was. He was funny, but he also wasn't gonna do any. Because again, when he got cast for. A Marvel movie, I was like, really? Exactly. Okay. All right. And then they showed that scene in the prison. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's what. So that's what happened. You know. Even in Moneyball, he was. He, I mean, he was. He was thin, but you know, he hadn't. You know, he was. He wasn't Marvel he, hero. He, he was not memorable. Correct. Um, and here you go tweeting, and I quote. If I wasn't an actor, I'd be a cop, probably crooked, on the payroll, turn a blind eye to corruption, shoot a dude, plant a gun, the usual. Now, I understand 
that Chris Pratt was probably joking and making a commentary on the current state, on the current police state in America. I understand that. I understand that that's possible. What I don't understand is how you couldn't read the room and figure out that wasn't a joke to make. White people should not be saying things right now. And right now being like for the last five years. And right now being for the foreseeable future. Yeah. White people, when it comes to the police state in America, other than that's wrong and Black Lives Matter, white people should not say things. Why are you, other than maybe, why are you arresting that black man? Sir, do you need me to call someone? Say that. I think that's fine. That's fine. Um, sir, you're being recorded. Can you tell us what, what, what this man is being charged with? Say that. If I wasn't an actor, I'd probably be a cop holding other cops responsible for murdering black people. No, I think there, I fixed it. I think he spoke his truth. He spoke his truth. You think so? You think he just, I mean, when I saw, I saw like a fake, think he'd be Vic Mackey. I saw a fake movie poster this week of the Kyle Rittenhouse story played by Chris Pratt. (laughs) And I was like, makes a lot of sense. Very accurate. Yeah. (laughs) I, I can see that now. Um, oh, you know they're gonna get old boy from Baby Driver to play him. <sighs> I think even he would shut the fuck up. Be like, ah, yeah, right? Yeah. Ain't he British? <laughs> Maybe he gonna be like, fuck no. <laughs> oh man, British people are great. Anyway, Chris Pratt needs to shut the fuck up for real. <laughs> yes, Chris Pratt got to get the fuck out of here emphatically. There's literally there's literally no Chris on the Chris Power rankings with less goodwill than him right now. There's not. Very true. He had to he had to, he had to think about it. Very true. Rice Krispies, no, none of that. Rice Krispie treats, none of it. Oh boy, no Rice Krispie treats. Actually, Rice Krispie treats ought to be up there with like. Oh, they're top three. Evans. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, before Evans, actually. I shit. <laughs> Treats, Evans, uh, Hemsworth. Maybe, yeah. Hemsworth, Maybe. yeah. He stays He stays up there. Yeah. You know, he got sexiest man. I thought Ryan Phillippe or somebody got that shit. I don't know. Why would Ryan Phillippe? I don't know. Really? I don't want to get into that shit. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because it seems like they're a little out of date. We all know Evans. We know all Evans taking that shit. I mean, they it's got- like when Macklemore took the. It's like when Macklemore took the Best Rap Award and was like, "We all know Kendrick won this." You know, they got to they got to pass him around. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. Um. Here's a random one before I do. Well, no, I'll say it after I do number one. Number one is Joe Biden. (sighs) Joe, no, no, I'm not going to express my disappointment yet. I'm going to tell you what happened. Because a lot of y'all say that, that I express my disappointment. We get the jokes off before telling you what happened. 
Um, he was making a comment on Veterans Day about Satchel Paige and referred to him as the great Negro of his time. <laughs> I I don't I don't Joe I don't He said that this year? He said that like this year for He Veterans didn't say Day. it in like nineteen forty eight? He did not. He said that like ten minutes ago. <sighs> Joe You can't do that. Damn. You can't do that. You can't was Kamala there? Did she? Did, no. Has she, has she had the weekly meeting about what he can and can't say this week? First of all, we all know Kamala's gone to hiding. <laughs> Kamala's gone to hiding as she should. She's somewhere in like a secret AKA line. <laughs> Skiwian. Joe, you can't say Negro. You can't say Negro. You can't. I know what they said back then, but this is not back then. Even in your mind, even if just in your mind, you still think you're in 1947 or whenever they were doing the Charleston. You can't say that. Joe, you realize you could have just said he was a remarkable man of his time. Like, you see how easy that is? Joe. You, don't even, you didn't even have to say that he was a remarkable black man or African-American of his time. You could have just said, man. This is how I know. Joe has people. Yes. His people are just chilling at this point. It's the expectation now. His people are like, man, he gonna say what the fuck he gonna say anymore. Bruh, we, we can't stop shit. We couldn't stop the last guy. Look, I got uncles and a father who I, I try to tell shit to, and they disregard anything I say to them. <laughs> So imagine you and your granddaddy, you trying to tell your granddaddy how to say, I don't damn I'm supposed to say shit. Fam. All right, granddaddy, just just move around, bro. Joe, for your I can't even say for your sake. Cause the this election gonna go out. This next election, this shit gonna go however it's gonna go. I'm convinced of it. The last three years of American <laughs> I'm convinced this shit gonna go however it's gonna go. We can't stop. No amount of Atlanta holding hands and chanting for the doctor. Mm -hmm. No amount of holding hands and spreading love for the spirit bombs, Goku can none of that. This election's gonna go, and and that doesn't mean Trump gonna win. That doesn't mean. Biden's going to get reelected. That means this shit going to go however it's going to go. I'm just telling you. However it's going to go is it. And Biden, you are not helping. Just shut the fuck up. Just ride this shit out. You have the, you really have the easiest presidency right now. Ride this shit out until the party gets their shit together, which is looking less and less like they will. And then vanish into the darkness. You see, Hillary did. When Hillary, what was the last time anybody heard from Hillary Rodham Clinton? Twenty twelve. Damn. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Sorry. We ain't heard from her since. 
And she's not gonna come back out of the darkness and make a and, and make a big play in the third in the third act of this. And neither is Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is sick of y'all. Bernie Sanders is as sick of y'all as I am of talking to y'all about the evils of capitalism. Bernie Sanders is gonna go off somewhere and die a peaceful death. He's gonna go off to the undying lands with Frodo and Uncle Bilbo. And leave the rest of us to rot. That's what the fuck he gonna Die do. Of a peaceful stroke. <laughs> That's what he did. Leave the leave the rest of us to rot here on earth. Fuck y'all. And Biden, you are not making it easy. You're not making it easy for anyone. You're not making it easy for yourself. We're trying to get you reelected, fam. We're trying. We're not trying hard, mind you. It hasn't even been a year. We're trying to get you reelected, fam, but you got to stop shit like this because all this is going to come back up in the primaries. Just shut the fuck up, fam. Please. Just shut the fuck up. up. It's not hard. Just chill. We we don't want you to win necessarily. We just want the Western world to not lose. And you're not helping that process. No. Trump will rise again. The Death Eaters are already make are already circling the wagons. Remember Harry Potter when just when all of a sudden just the Death Eaters didn't give a fuck anymore and they just started showing up burning shit. It's happening. Yeah. Just don't be Dolores Umbridge in this motherfucker. That's all. Help us help us. D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Certainly did. We did pretty. We so, did pretty good. Pretty good. It was a pretty, pretty good, good comeback story. You know, um, comeback season. You know. Yeah, we we here. We here. We're gonna be here. I'm probably not gonna be sober next week. I just I, just fine. so y'all know, that's I'm fine. It, it, it that's gonna be Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, like the weekend after Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna be sober. That's fine. I will be. Cause I got because I because I it's Thanksgiving Day and then I gotta go back to work mm. and then it's the weekend. I'll, I'll be very sober for the foreseeable future. I will be it's all good. magnanimously unsober. Okay, um, we're gonna be here, man. Um, we got great things, and we got great things in store for you. Um, we got more merch coming. Yep. Um, gonna make some decisions about that this week. Actually, um, gonna make some decisions about some other things that we have been promising you um, in the very near future. Other than that, D. Randall, any church announcements? Nah, it's all good over here, man. Thanks for everyone who uh, who reached out to me before and after surgery. And remember, y'all, it was rotator cuff surgery, so it wasn't anything life threatening, right? But, he's but, fine. But shout out to y'all for for reaching out to me. I, I appreciate it. Right on. Very good. Good for you. hit y'all selves with the air horns. Yes. Yeah. Did we really skip over humans and shit? No, we did it. Oh, we did it. Yeah. The feelings and shit. I don't. Know if we did that, but let's what do we book- do for humans and shit. I forgot, but let's 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 bookmark that one for next week. Okay, we'll bookmark it for next week. It's fine. Um, this has been episode one sixty. One sixty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of we did. I didn't even know what the fuck episode it was. <laughs> see how see how I don't function right when I'm sober. <laughs> That's not good. Episode was. <laughs> Episode 160 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am half of D. Randall. (laughs) 
And is always imparting titties. You know, the hardest part about being one-handed What's is that? putting on socks. Oh, shit. Next time you have a chance, try putting on your socks with one hand. That's and a- not just that, your offhand as well. Oh, God, that's a pass. That's not yeah. happening. That's It barely happens with both hands now. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not happening. That's a good one. Um, bye. Oh, 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 oh,